sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. I'm a soul man. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. Racing to the Super Bowl. Racing to our Super Bowl prop remote shows. Thursday and Friday over at the Westgate, which is great fun. Jake Cornegay, Jeff Sherman will be on the show with us. These guys have done such an amazing job with the props. 400 strong. And you, you go back, the first prop was the fridge. Will he score a touchdown for the Bears in the Super Bowl? Jay Cornegay, many years over at the Imperial Palace, an old joint in Vegas, really took the props to the next level. And, in fact, they even got a prop contest. If you're coming into town, they have, a, for 100 bucks a prop contest. I think they put 30 props up and have at it, and they pay three spots. So another way to play the game is the prop contest over at the Westgate, which is good fun. And uh, tomorrow and Friday, Andy Isco, Bruce Marshall, Mayor Oscar Goodman's going to be coming by and uh, other guests that pop in because it's, it's just a hubbub of activity down there. And we're excited to be able to do this for you for the first time on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius Channel 204. And it's been a whirlwind week. Uh, yesterday, uh, got to get on with Ariel Epstein and, uh, and Jared, and that was great fun. Spent some time with... Gabe Morenci and Cam Stewart last night, and I'll be on with Scott Farrell coming up a little later this afternoon. So we love doing all this good stuff for you from Las Vegas. We're here. Yesterday was gorgeous. It was actually 68 degrees. Mornings are cold, nights are cold, but we're turning a corner, thankfully. The weather's starting to warm up just a little bit. In fact, I'm staring at the pool going, eh, another two and a half months, maybe I can even consider that. But while I look at the pool, I... Throw it to my pal Chris Pavona in New York, who's looking out the window. What are you seeing right now, Chris? Melting snow, thankfully. <laughs> Melting. That's the good. Were you guys getting a little rain on the back end of this thing to wash it away? Usually we don't get rain when, like, after a snowstorm. But uh, I mean, listen, the weather outside is weather, so. You know, one day it's one day it's melting <laughs> snow. The next day it's uh, I, mean, I mean, really, the, the thing that I hate the most about right after a snowstorm is the gray slushy ice that, uh, you know, takes over the city. You could coin that one. Trademark that. There's a, you, you just Yogi Berra, man. You just made up. It was the weather outside is frightful is kind of the famous. I can't. Clear. I unfortunately yeah. cannot. I can't coin that because. My the weather outside is, is weather. <laughs> I can't coin it because it actually comes from a movie. What else? The weather outside is weather. Yes, yes. What, what, what movie? It's from it's from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, with Paul. Uh, Rudd. All right. Oh, okay. I like what Paul Rudd's good. All right, man. Uh, but anyway, so uh, people are functioning though with the big snowstorm because I mean, no joke, man. When you get a you know you get over a foot of snow in 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 the city like that. That, that just brings it, everything to a screeching halt. Thankfully, nobody was going anywhere anyway. The, well, well, the funny thing is, is that even last night I saw uh, there's a there's a pizza place right next to right across from my, my building, and they have an out they have an outdoor seating area. You know, it's it's enclosed. They have lights and everything. And there were about four groups of families 
<laughs> in the middle of the snow having their pizza. I thought it was hysterical, but it also shows you kind of the resilience of New Yorkers in that they don't care. It'll be the, literally the dead of winter of one of the worst snowstorms we had in five years. They still got to go out and get their pizza and wine. All right. Well, eat good, kick back, and we know you'll be hunkered in and you watch the proverbial big game. Dr. Fauci says no party, so just make sure you know no parties for your Super Bowl. I'm literally going to be sitting. It's. I, I always say, you know, the biggest decision I'm going to have for every football game is am I going to be watching on the couch or in my bed? Choices. As long as you have choices, that's all that matters. Hey, just real quick, I want to talk. I don't know what was in the water in the NBA last night, but my God, you know, we're talking Camp Stewart's coming up uh, here in just a little bit. And he calls it the, the, the grand salami. We say call the butcher. When you think you're going to get the overs in hockey, well, the grand salami and the butcher was busy in the NBA last night. Listen to these scores. Uh, 123-108, not that outlandish. Fred Van Fleet had 50 poor points for the Raptors as they beat the Magic. But here we go. The Nets beat the Clippers 124-120. The Nets don't know how to play anything other than a high-scoring game. But how about the Pacers, 134-116. I mean, my God. They put up 250 points in this game, Indiana over the Grizzlies last night. Portland, another high-scoring team, as is Washington. Uh, 132-121, Portland got the win last night. Hey, just as, and then a couple semi-normal basketball games. The Jazz, 117-105 over the Pistons. And the Celtics and the Warriors was actually a pretty wild basketball game. Watch a good portion of this. And uh, the Celts at the end... Couldn't knock down foul shots. Made it a little more interesting than it needed to be. But, again, it's the nature of just how good the odds makers are at this stuff. The line on the game was three and a half. Celtics win at 111-107. Celts have a couple of free throws. Miss both of them. And then you had to survive a Curry three at the buzzer. Uh, So the Celts got the win and the cover. But it was a wild night in the NBA last night. I mean, you're watching these games. And the, the the totals they went flying over, uh, but man, believe you me, uh, there were some high scoring basketball games. All right, we got high octane energy coming up. Cam Stewart's going to join us, our good friend from the Sports Grid Radio Network. We're racing towards the Super Bowl uh, here on a Wednesday. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. We really appreciate you joining us. Hope you're enjoying the content from the Sports Grid Radio Network all across the platforms, and of course, right here on Sirius Channel 204. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. folks put your seatbelts on here we go brian blessing sportsbook radio lunchtime with the linemakers from las vegas on a wednesday racing to our super bowl prop remotes which are going to be great and what a way to set the table for this with our dear friend cam stewart he's all over the platform he is mr sports grid radio network i I just gave you a title cam that should be worth something (laughs) mr sports grid radio hey i want to say something serious too and i and i you know i said this last night on your show and because and, we'll be idiots now and start laughing and having fun. 
But I was doing your show with um, you and Gabe last night. And it was like our anniversary 15 years ago when I came to Vegas. Literally, I was here two weeks, and we started doing stuff together. And I've known you guys ever since. And it was great to get together and do all that. And I mean this with all sincerity. I, you know, I'm a tough critic on the broadcasting side of things. You did an update. And I'm being dead serious. You did the, whatever it is, about a two-minute sports update. Cam, you were rocking it wrong. That was such an incredible two-minute sports update. It was chock full of information. And it was just an audio one, but I happened to be watching you do it. <laughs> the, only, the only thing you were missing was putting your hand up to your ear, you know, like Gary Owens. <laughs> no. it, it was awesome. I mean, it, I mean it's, Thanks, it's, you do a great you do a great job on those updates. No, it's nice. It's uh, yeah, it's one of those things. I do them in the Scotty Farrell show. I know you're going to be doing your uh, Super Prop show from uh, the Super Book into his show and uh, yeah I do, I do them it's funny I do a show with Gabe and I'm like literally we go to break I'm like oh yeah I got an update da, 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 da. so it's kind of funny it's kind of funny sometimes I forget I'm doing the show I'm like oh yeah I got to do the seven o'clock update but thanks Brian no they've been good Cardano and the guys at the network like hey Cam you can do do the updates I just kind of did it it, it, it was it my, but, it, but you know what was funny it's funny you always <laughs> we, we joke that you you know you call Gambler right the, the, oh, yeah, the betting god yeah hey, we're, we're sitting there you turned into announcer <laughs> it was hilarious. I go, look at this guy. That's the best. Yeah, no. If Marenzi's a king of the network, you're right. Like, I, I'm, I'm all over the place right now, Brian. We got the hockey shows we're doing. It was great to have you on again. I know a lot of people blast from the past. They missed the days at the Score Television Network when you were like a regular again. Giggle away, boys. Buffalo and Canisius. Giggle away, boys. We love that stuff. So, yeah, I know Jesse Lapina, the gif of you as Rick Jenneret with your pumpkin head on it. And I saved it into my phone. And hopefully moving forward, I know uh, Wednesdays would probably be a good slot, Brian. We can do some hockey picks, some golf picks. Oh, I love it. I love doing a lot of stuff. We'll have some fun. You know, we are lucky, honestly. I mean, we we carp and moan about a lot of stuff, and this is a yeah, crazy do. week. And I keep yeah. joking. I'll get my life back after this week. But you know what? We're so fortunate, Cam. I mean, being when's the last time you and I were ever serious? Uh, but honestly, we do what we love, and it's like anything. You know, your time's your time, and, and work tugs you and pulls you. But you know what? You think all these poor small businesses and all these I poor agree. people and and sports is back to a small i would think about it's back to a degree we don't have fans back yet but for our industry we're working at least you know i mean and i don't take that for granted all these poor people right. that have just been left on the curb no you, you couldn't set it better brian and you know i'm in toronto my girlfriend's there i got a place outside of toronto but uh, you know the entertainment district right by the rink. You know what I mean? Like all those restaurants are gone. Places that I used to bet horses, gone. The other place I used to bet horses, gone. You know, it's it's actually like brought a tear to my eye. And I know a lot of those people. I know the owners. They used to hire me for gigs like you do. Like the Super champions, Bowl gigs. right? Yeah, champions? like when the league. Yeah, Man. yeah, champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoeless Joe's was the bar. And I used to do, I used to also like work the horse book and, you know, get people programs and stuff like that. Get on the mic, give prizes away for, you know, Leafs, Canadians games or Super Bowl and stuff like that like big nights where they really wanted to have a party right we'd uh, i'd be like the in bar host there and they're gone and uh, you're absolutely right like we can 
complain, you know, sometimes like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. We're very, very lucky and fortunate. We appreciate the people on Sirius and Sports Grid, everybody for uh, tuning in. And, uh, you know, hope we, I hope we deliver for you because uh, it's a lot of fun. And Bavona, who produces your show, he's a great guy. I love the crew there. My only sad thing is I don't get to see you in Vegas or go back to New York and visit people anymore, <laughs> you know? Well, that day, that day is coming. We don't know when. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, that border is a big deal, right? I mean, you've got all oh, the yeah. different jurisdictions, but the the border, it is literally like they, it's like there's a wall up north, not not only down south now. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. I, I'd like to break it down personally because I, I love uh, visiting you and Rhonda and everybody else in Vegas. We made friends there. It's like my second home, and you know, I, I'd like to go back to the the FanDuel sports book at the Meadowlands. Gabe took me there before. I had a lot of fun. Bet some ponies and some games, man. I, I can't wait for this thing to end, Brian, to, so we can uh, have some fun again. All right, let's. We got about a minute, ten seconds, minute yeah. twenty seconds here in this segment. Just the game itself. It's sitting Kansas City three. Totals 56. It's 3 minus 20, Cam. I think I think tomorrow, 3.5 starts to pop up. Agreed. Thursday, Friday, I think the 3.5 pops up. I don't know. It may get the 4 for a blink of an eye and come back. But I, I, does it close 3.5? Yeah, I think it does. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's interesting, Brian. We had a lot of people on uh, Gabe and I show on Game Time Decisions. The first week, everybody loved Tampa Bay, but you, Donnie Wrightside, a lot of other guys I really respect, kind of lean in Kansas City. I'm torn. I did the teaser with Tampa Bay, and I'm going to wait because I think I can get that hook too and, and jack it up a little bit more. And I know we're going to have some props attached to our favorite tournament, the Waste Management, where people won't be getting wasted watching golf before the Super Bowl. <laughs> we'll see We'll see how that works in the COVID era. They used to basically have sex in the stands there but i don't know what's happening now <laughs> all right well you know what we can do cam we could talk about the cross sport parlays which to me i let me just go on a little mini diatribe here they're water cooler stuff and they're fun to talk about go how do they come up with this but when you want to play them the point is you've got to handicap two things so, yeah, you could be completely right on one thing, but you were wrong on the other, as opposed to just bet the one. Uh, but it's fun nonetheless, and it, it's fun to at least break them down. Like, so, okay, for the Waste Management Open, I mean, there's stuff all over the place. Uh, let's see what we got. A guy like Patrick Reed. I mean, they, they've even, you know what, there's the Waste Management Open. They've even got the, the tournament over in Dubai. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau's fourth-round score, head-to-head versus Travis Kelsey receiving yards. Kelsey's receiving yards, minus 28-and-a-half. Dustin Johnson, fourth-round birdies. Figure what he gets. Four or five birdies around. Head-to-head versus Chris Godwin receptions. Godwin minus a half, minus $1.50. I mean, it's why they just basically... It's just a simple math model, but you think of some of the things they do. John Rahm, who's an ASU grad, he's in great form, and he would have raucous fan support at the loudest tournament on the planet, but no fans are going to be there. Nonetheless, he knows the course. John Rahm, I think, is going to have a big weekend at the Waste Management Open. John Rahm, fourth-round birdies. Now, okay, minus a half for Rahm. Minus a dollar twenty, actually, too. John Rom fourth round birdies versus Leonard Fournette receptions. 
it's interesting. Now, but here's the point. Now, you sit there and go, yeah, the way John Rahm plays, yeah, I like John Rahm. He's going to have a big day. What if John Rahm has built up a three- or four-shot lead in the tournament? So instead of the fourth round, the guy's flag hunting, he's just going to shoot at the middle of greens. So having no clue what the status of John Rahm is, where he is on the scoreboard, impacts how you would play him for fourth-round birdies before you even get to Leonard Fournette. So it's just, it muddies the water. It's it's great stuff. It's fun. It's interesting. It's entertaining. But the wa- water just gets so muddy when you're bringing a second wager into the equation. But the odds makers are great the way they do the math models and make it all work out. All right, we're coming back more with Cam Stewart. It's Sportsbook Radio from Las Vegas. Glad to be with you right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you here, Sportsbook Radio from Las Vegas. This is an absolute treat for me. Uh, one of my dear, dear friends, Cam Stewart. He's one of your dear friends, too, joining us here on Lunchtime with the Line Makers. Buddy, here's another Super Bowl. You're not old enough, but I remember them all. Um, and it's crazy. This is the 30th anniversary of Super Bowl 25 when I was in the end zone down at the Sombrero, Norwood missed the kick. I was the oh, first God. one to interview Norwood after the game. It, 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 but, I mean, you know, it's funny. Are these, these are there things in your life, you know, when, when something happens and you when you realize how fast time goes? This damn game, every year you're going, oh, my God. I know. No, it was crazy, Brian. I'll never forget that day. I was playing hockey as a kid. I played for the this team. Uh, we had the same uniform as the Winnipeg Jets or the Mississauga Jets. And I don't really, I wasn't really a fighter, just more like a Dave Anderchuk player. And I went up to this kid. I go, we're going to fight because I want to watch the end of the Super Bowl. So me and this guy just killed each other. I got kicked out of the game. I went to the skate sharpening guy and I watched the Buffalo game on a black and white TV while this guy's like sharpening skates. He let me, he you let got, me in there. You got yourself for... the boot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I, I went up to my coach too at the start of the game. I'm like, you booked us for like we have a game during the Super Bowl like I was a kid I was like this guy's an idiot like I was so pissed off I love football so I'm like God, no like I'm gonna get ejected I'm gonna fight somebody and we're gonna watch the end of this game and it was heartbreaking back then I, I, don't, I don't get any pleasure from it but Brian you were with me on one of the best days I've ever had me and Marenzi still talk about it when the Sahara yep. was there Oh, my God <laughs> are you listening I want, I want Bavona to listen I sat down at the table with like a hundred bucks I win a thousand dollars like in like 10 minutes like oh my god this is the best day of my life this pit boss has given me cut eye they bring in the other somalian dealer crush them i'm like holy god i'm up four grand Renzi's like what the heck's going on i go buddy i don't know what is happening i've won 22 hands like out of 23 like i i, I this is the best day of blackjack i've ever had i'm smoking guys smoking guys smoking guys he brings in the, the other table. dealer bam this pit boss is like are you counting cards i go what the hell are you talking about i'm a loser i just this is the first time i'm ever winning I'm a loser. you want to take this away from me like i was right number Brian. i was ready to fist fight uh, that guy i go this is the one time i'm actually winning 
And then that Super Bowl, it was the Saints and Colts, and everyone bet on the Colts. I had the Saints, and I remember those beers were like a buck at the Sahara. I think I, my bill was like 250 Bud Lights when I'm buying beers for Morenci. <laughs> All the guys who lost on the game, I was just like, man. I was like, I was so happy, and I look at them, I'm like, God, I wish somebody bet on the Saints with me. That was the best day. Like, that was one of my I, favorite I, days, like, ever. I, I love that day. And I, 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 I was like 15, I, 20 grand. It was unreal. Well, when you, when you come in and play blackjack, like, it's for you don't know how hard it is for the people around you. See, well, it's all about you. No, because <laughs> you're, if you're on a Tootsie Roll, nobody wants to bug you. You know what I mean? You don't want to be the black cloud. But I happened to be sitting with you when it started, and I was there for most of that. Yeah, and, I look but, at you and the, go, what's up, man? Like, this is weird. But, 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 <laughs> but I will tell you, there have been other days I've seen you at the Sahara. There was another day at the Sahara where you were getting hit with so many lefts, you were begging for a right. Oh, I know. And the, the thing is, though, it's weird. I don't know what it is about Vegas. There's certain places. They turn that place in, like, the SLS. I won there, too. It's weird. You have memories. Like, I will never step foot in the stratosphere again unless you pay me because I had the worst gambling day of my life there. But at the SLS in the Sahara, I've had, like, my, my wins. Like, there's, it's kind of like a home game, Brian. Like, I, I don't know if this is a question for anybody. Do you avoid some casinos? Like, that, that land by the SLS and Sahara is my favorite place in Vegas. I don't know, like, like the gamblers looking after there, me there. Like, there is. You know, I don't care. Involved. Anybody, you know what, I guess. To each their own, but the, those that are, if you're superstitious or they, or they they shoot holes at you or whatever, I'm like, yeah. I got news for you. If you believe in yourself and it's karma and you're feeling good, there are places where the the, the horses jump off the racing form to me, and then there's there's a place you're sitting there halfway through getting pummeled, going, I never win here. Exactly. I, I don't care what people say. That's the way I feel. Like, there were certain casinos I could never win at. That place, when I had an argument with my girlfriend, I did really well there with the prison showers, the Golden Gate, when they had, like, uh, the smell of, like, marijuana and dead people in the walls before they re before they fixed it all up. I used to hang out there. Like, people were like, are you homeless? I'm like, no, nah, I just, you know, I needed a place to stay. I go to the Golden Gate. I was on the t- You watched me win a couple grand there. I remember that time when you went to visit me. I'm like, the showers got, like, the tiles coming up. And I, 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 my, my girlfriend and I made up. She goes, you stayed here she was almost crying for me she goes oh my god the prison showers it's, alone it's a, it's a it's a really nice joint now cam oh, i know it's i love dupars too great uh biscuits and gravy and stuff i get my southern oh. chicken on there oh god that restaurant rocks and they have one in the sun coast too me and scotty farrell were talking about it like every day i start my day when i go to vegas at dupars god i love that place it's so good See, good vibes brian good vibes you got it. Coast. Hey, good vibes Give me five minutes on, generally speaking, how you approach the props. I love I love the props, and I love props more than I think the Chiefs are winning the game. But I have way more conviction on a bunch of props than I do about, hey, Brady maybe pulls off the upset, but I believe it's the Chiefs. But I love props in the game. I have a better opinion on props than the game. You know what, Brian? It's funny. I'm one of the guys that, like, I never, I've always done well with props, but I always get sidetracked by the game. Now I find myself coming back to props. The best prop game I ever had when we, like, swept the board, I remember it was Brady's first Super Bowl when they beat the greatest show on turf. That was another great Super Bowl where everything hit. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I look at sacks. We talked about that on the show with uh, Marenzi. I just saw the way Tampa Bay's defense was against Rodgers, like, 
I think there's going to be sacks on both sides of the ball, don't you? Like, I, I see the defense yeah. as being really a lot more uh, efficient than I think some people said. I've already teased the game to the under. At 57, you're getting a smooth 64. That's a, Brian, it's like we talk in horse racing terms. That's a clean ride. Like, I don't care if it's Mahomes, Brady. What? These defenses, Tampa, have you seen Tampa Bay's defense? They're fantastic, the pressure that they get on the quarterback. So the yeah. way I look at it is the sacks prop I really, really like. Um, I had a thing. I'm thinking about Fournette. I think he's a very important player in this game. I think Tampa Bay has to establish some kind of run game, and he's been a lot more effective probably for a touchdown and uh, yards over. But I'm listening to you, too. I know Marenzi plays a lot more props when we do uh, the show, and you do, too. And I think the prop Super Bowl props, I should play a lot more of them. You're right, because if things go sour in the game, you need something to back it up, right? And props is the way to go. Well, the, the, the beauty of it is you could be dead wrong mm-hmm. about the side or the game. But but even though the game can go completely opposite the way you think it's going to go, but inside the game, the guys that you've targeted are still going to be a factor either way. Yeah, no, you're right. And that's that's the beautiful thing because I remember in, in the San Francisco-Kansas City game, it fell off the rails for me late, but we had that Sorensen prop and we smashed it, right? What was it, total tackles and assists or something? It was crazy. Yeah. And uh, that I, I had like a big, big play on it. it kind of soften the blow because they got murdered in that Super Bowl. But, yeah, I- I'm going to do the same thing. I don't know what you're looking at, Brian, but I trust I trust. Your opinion. Sorensen, yes, yes, I'm listening. I put I put five bucks on him. I'm just, I, I, I put five bucks on him, 175 to one to be the MVP. I mean, it's it's nuts, but maybe it's not, you know. Um, it, I think if you want to goof, this is a goofy one. I'm not. I don't know that I'd bet it, but for just like a, the the goofy, hey, I'm going to take a little shot thing. This Butker guy, he can knock 50 yard field goals home in his sleep, but he's missed an army extra of extra point. points. Yep. I and in every Super Bowl, there's a missed extra point, right? For years, and you know this guy's going to be lining up that first extra point, and know they're talking about it, and <laughs> and it's like a golfer with the yips. I. I, part of me says Bucker's missing an extra point in this game. I agree. I think either kicker could. I, I, I love that bet, and I, I'm I am going to bet that. You said it. This guy nails That's a 50, flyer. 50, That's a fun 53 one. yarders. No, no. I I think it's a good bet. He nails 53 yarders, but he's missed more. I'm watching Kansas City games. Missed extra point. Missed extra point. What are you doing, man? You can't kick, kick an extra point, but you can nut like a 53 yarder right down the pipe. Uh, yeah, I I do agree with that. I, sacks is my thing, though. Brian, I don't know if I'm the only person who thinks there could be a lot of defense in this game. Remember, that can- um, Kansas City-San Francisco Super Bowl, everyone, oh, man, it's going to be a track meet. It was, it was under till like, the end when things went absolutely wild, right? But I think Tampa and, Bay's and you know got, the other guy, you know, the, the other guy yeah. I'm going to put a shot. I think you're right. If you go on the other side. Shaq Barrett. If you go the – if you go yeah, – oh, my God, we know each other too well. <laughs> the, <laughs> words were, the, the, the words were coming out of my mouth, Shaq Barrett. I was going to say, everybody's going to say, Devin White, Devin White, Devin White. On Kansas City, oh, Mateau, Mateau, Mateau. I'm going Sorensen with Kansas City. And I think Barrett's sixty to one to be the MVP. I'm playing a little play on him too. I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a couple defensive players for Tampa Bay because I think that's gonna be, you know, if they win the game, I think it's gonna be a big story. They get to Mahomes and really make it miserable for him. I know that's almost impossible to do, but just watching that performance against Aaron Rodgers, who's a very shifty quarterback, Brian. Like, the thing that shocked me was it wasn't just the pressure; it was the crazy pressure and how quick they got there. Let's remember one thing too. Kansas City's got offensive line problems, man. Their second guy, he'll probably get out. He's in the COVID protocol, but a backup there. 
if anything goes wrong, if one guy on the offensive line hurt, they're already moving positions. What's going to happen against that D front? They already have killers on Tampa Bay. That's the one angle for Tampa Bay. I think they can get to Mahomes. And I, you know, even though he's a little bit better, I think he's going to get hit early and often in this game. They're going to come up with some good schemes and pressures. He's Cam Stewart. I'll tell you, buddy, you're the man, man. I, you know, just called to say hi this morning and see what's going on in your little world. And you jump in. This is like a Christmas present they've gotten you on today. And I wouldn't I owe you some chicken wings. Oh, I like that. You could pay me in not. Uh, yeah, they say uh, Scott Wetzel on Network pay me in American dollars. You can pay me in poultry. I couldn't care less. Just get me some of those. Take me to the tap house with that pizza and wings, and we're ready to rock, buddy. I love that place. He's the man. He's Cam Stewart, uh, and he's all over the platform. Uh, and I had so much fun uh, with you and Gabe last night. That was treat. By the way, I'm going to be on with uh, Scott Farrell this afternoon as well, and looking forward to that. So we're really having a great time. I hope you're enjoying the Sports Grid Radio Network. We love doing this for you. Brian Blessing, it's lunchtime with the line makers. Thrilled to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network and right here on Sirius Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It was a teenage wedding and the old folks wished them well. Back with you here on the SportsGrid Radio Network Series Channel 204. It's a special treat. Thanks, Cammy. Uh, Cam Stewart jumping in. Kind of at the 11th hour, it's just a good morning call. How you doing, Cam? It's one of those where, in your lesson learned, Cam, I do this all the time. You, oh, hey, look, blessings call. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Shouldn't have answered the phone. <laughs> it was, a, it was okay. a crazy day today. I'm looking hey, at Cam, my let's do a, let's do a radio show. <laughs> I'm like, my girlfriend's calling. Uh-oh, what do I need to do here? My brother's calling. What's up? <laughs> I know. It's just been one of those days, Brian. Yeah, it's crazy, but no. Love doing the show with you, and uh, we haven't even got into, like, I remember, it's actually funny, uh, like, the one-year anniversary. Like, it's absolutely tell, crazy. Tell, tell we, the story. Yeah, tell the story of I, last year. Oh, well, last let me year. set the table. Let me set the table. We're yeah. out. We're out I do, at Sunset Station where we always do the shows with Chuck Esposito. We'll be back out there Monday. Love we're Chuck. actually going back out with Chuck, and we're going to do something different. We're going to go out and kind of grade the props and the results uh, with a remote on Monday. So it's a busy three days for us here uh, on Sportsbook Radio. It's going to be fun. But we would host this massive party, and it's for their big players in their showroom and all you can eat and drink and prize giveaways, and it's great fun. Cam comes in last year. Uh, with his lovely significant other Lisa, and a friend who I got, and the guy, he guy gives me a, he he brings me a bottle of whatever Ricola or whatever. <laughs> it was a a nice gesture, and, you know. And anyway, so we're sitting down, we're watching, the, but we're watching. We've got action. The Super Bowl's coming up, and Cam and I. I do you remember who was it? Who did we have in the Wes golf Simpson. tournament? Oh my God! Well, we're sitting on a tootsie roll. Man. We're gonna make a we're gonna make a big score before the Super Bowl in the golf, and it was Heartbreak City. Yeah, was it Webb Simpson who screwed us, or like I think that's Webb who it Simpson, was? Yeah, Webb Simpson is the defending champ, so he yeah, beat us. He's, he's yeah. Remember, so so me and Blessing are sitting there. We're gonna win like two K. His buddy Stevie Slapshot, all these other guys. My boy Visine Vince. He was actually was better than Rikolov. I think he got you kettle one, but that's not the point. We left the party. My girlfriend's sitting there getting wasted with these guys. Me and Brian are got like at the horse book watching golf. 
we see Webb Simpson hits like a 40-foot snake, and uh, uh. Like I had no way of hedging out. I'm in Vegas, whatever, you know, Geo, I'm like, oh, my God. Brian, we were in orbit. We should have won that golf tournament. I was just sitting there. And then then the Super Bowl's going on. It's great. You know, Blessing's got his buddy. He's a high roller there. My boy Vince, uh, he's a good guy. See, Brian, I wouldn't, I wouldn't introduce you to jerks. He was really nice to you. I'm glad he got you a bottle. That's the least uh, he could do for you getting us in. But everything's going great. And he's a diehard 49er fan. And I'm a Seahawk fan, whatever. 49ers are smoking these guys the whole game. And one of these turkeys, drug guy, got... Gives me the old pat on the back because he knows we're on the Niners. Ah, congrats on San Francisco. He says a little thing. I remember you were talking to somebody. I look over. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right after that, Brian. Touchdown, Chiefs. Touchdown, Chiefs. Mahomes on fire. Touchdown. And and then we lost the teaser, too, because they laid it on thick at the end. I tell you, I went from elation to orbit. Like, we got, that was a beatdown. When I left that time, thank God I got food and basically ate about 200 wings. But after that, I was, uh, the whole vision of the trip was me at the blackjack table trying to grind every day. Grind, grind, grind. And thanks for taking us to uh, uh, the Sun Coast. That's my new spot. I used to stay at the El Cortez. Great people at the El Cortez. I love the sports book and, uh, you know, some of the people who, like, pick fights, uh, you know, fist fights over, you know, a drop of Hennessy at 2 o'clock in the morning watching the late games. But the Sun Coast rocks, man. I love that place. Uh, yeah, Mike Lewis does a great job over there. In fact, you can speak to this, that, baby, here, watch me watch me send you over the over the rails. I, I thought it was him. I thought it was him. I wasn't sure. You know who it was that scalded us? Who? Tony Finau. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know how to win. He, we dude, he does it every week. <laughs> What's changed? Nothing. It was a playoff. It was a playoff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Finau, too. That guy never wins. He always comes second. Or he's always right there. <laughs> yeah, he's no, always he's great, right there. You know what? He's a great top ten. You know what I've learned about Finau, Brian? And I will sprinkle because he's one of these days he is going to get it done. And he's actually a nice guy. I cheer for him, too. I'm like, this guy's got a personality. He's what golf needs. But, man, I have never seen a guy. Next to Hideki Matsuyama, who misses more two and three foot putts under pressure than Tony Finau. He's a great top ten uh, bet, you know what I mean, top twenty. But winning a tournament, he's he really has a problem closing the door. So the waste management this week, you know, we've got a big tournament over in Dubai, Cam. And oh, yeah, I know. Dust, yeah, yeah, Dustin Dubai. Johnson and the monsters are over there. But the the waste management, you know, you've got Rom from ASU and. Justin Thomas and guys that are in it. These are two really good tournaments, and you know people are going to tie them uh, into uh, the Super Bowl. You know that. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And we've done well at the waste management before. Like, I remember what was back in the day, Brian? I'm, it was when I was doing the Super Bowl, but I talked to you before the game. I think we had, like, Brooks Kepka in one of his first wins, and, like, we smashed it at, like, 40-1. to 1. I remember that was a happy day. I think, like, the Seahawks beat Denver in the Super Bowl. Like, that was, like... But the opposite day, like where everything worked out for us. But no, the waste management's going to be a great tournament. I kind of like Finau again to to be in contention. He always is. He's knocking down the door. It's close trying to find somebody. You said it. That this Euro Tour has been fantastic. And I, you know, I got to give Paul Casey a lot of credit. I watched that tournament. I almost bet him too, Brian. But I went with my boy Christian Bezoutenhout. For people that don't know golf, uh, you know what I mean. But Paul Casey, he's an older guy. You know. He's playing for his country now, and he seems to have things under control. He's always been one of the best ball strikers, but, man, his putter, if he gets hot, Brian, it's over because his ball striking is next to – it's top of, top of the food chain. Let me ask you something. Usually, back-to-back weeks, tough, right? Not yeah. something you'd consider, but I'm wondering with Casey, you know, th- don't forget, this is a Ryder Cup year. So exactly. a, lot of the, a lot of the guys, uh, the Europeans that play on the PGA Tour – these guys are actually playing a lot more European tour events to get points to guarantee being on the Ryder Cup team. 
Excellent point. And I saw an interview with Casey, and that's what he was talking about as well. So I think it's something that has to be addressed. And, you know, 25 to 1 for a guy like Paul Casey is a great price, and he's in good form. I see uh, Brian Patrick Reed is going over to Saudi Arabia. You better not try any tricks there, or the Sheik might cut him into 10 pieces. <laughs> Hey, wait, I gotta hey, ask hey, you about hey, that. Hey, hey, can I steal your camel? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> Play it where it lies, Patrick. I'm such a jerk. Can I ask you something? The guy's a clown. Was, I mean, yeah. What he did was not bad, but the thing is, he just... You know what well, no, but here, and, and here's I, I what they made a big deal about it, but the guy's got to be smarter. You don't touch the ball until you bring somebody over and say, hey, am I embedded? And it wasn't embedded. The ball bounced in rough. It can't be embedded. He's, but here's, he, here's the he thing. plays loose I with mean, the rules. Let's put it that way. He does. He has. My point is, in this one instance... I thought, am I wrong? They, boy, they got a stone in their shoe for this guy. They, they teed do. him up like a titleist because Rory McIlroy did the, did the exact same thing on 18, except he looked, he said, it's embedded, the ball bounced, and he just said to the guys, what do I get, a club length? They said, yeah. He moved it, he, he marked it, dropped it, played. Nobody made an issue out of it. Reed, then they actually come back the next day. And they're still carving him like a like a ham, and everything he said happened. Happened. He walked up to the volunteer, and he said, "Did it bounce?" And the lady said, "No, it didn't bounce." And it, where he made the mistake was he should have called the guy over first, and then then go through the process. But he did exactly what McElroy did. But You're because right. he no, but because he's held to such a, a standard now because of past indiscretions, he then called. The rules guy over, and the rules guy said, well, okay, you moved it already. He's over. But he, the guy put his finger in and said, yeah, I feel a lip. The ball's embedded. Go ahead. And you do. he did what the rules guy told him to do. Maybe he, he made a mistake. Because what the, the rules guy could have said, you shouldn't have moved it. That's two strokes. But it didn't happen that way. And then they're dropping a bowling ball on the guy for two days. I mean, I'm not the, the biggest Patrick Reed fan. I just thought they piled on pretty bad. I thought that you know was what, wrong. Brian, I, I, I got to hand it to you. That was probably the best it was said out of anybody. And I've heard a lot. And you're right. Like, I watch Golf Channel. The thing is, it's a reputational thing. I think Rory's was a little bit different because of the surface. Like, Patrick Reed's was more grass there. And I think Rory's probably was, like, a true embed embedment. But you said it. Like, basically, they on Golf Channel, they made it a point to say this guy's a cheater. They crucified like, him. Brand Brandel Chambly basically said, I used to play with a guy. Everyone knew him on tour who cheats. Like, when you're listening to stuff like that, it's like, you didn't say, you didn't come out and say, quote, Patrick Reed is a cheater. But you bid basically 99.9% .9 you did say Patrick Reed was a cheater talking about guys that you've played with who cheat, who don't, uh, you know, play by the rules and stuff like that. And I think it was blown out of proportion as well. Is he a good guy? You know, apparently went to Augusta State, like stole some guy's wallet. You've heard horrible stories. I know a couple of my buddies who played on um, mini tours, like good guys who are very close to professional golfers just didn't make it. And they know stories. Guys talk. Like Patrick Reed's a shifty guy. But in, in this instance, he didn't deserve that. I, I, I'll agree with you there. He did not cheat. But he should have been assessed a penalty. He still would have won the tournament by three strokes. Who cares? Uh, let, me, let me tell you something. Uh, it's funny we got off on this little tangent. That's what happens when we get no, together. No, but you know what? I think I think it's it's very worth talking about. This goes back to when, if you remember, he won at Doral. Mm -hmm. And it was like, what was this, maybe five, six years ago? It was before the Captain America thing. And 
He wanted to remember the post game interview or post match interview. He goes, I'm one of the top five players in the world. Mm-hmm. Everybody hated him. Like, who the hell does this guy think he is? You know what? Good for him. I Look agree. at me going completely the other way. Good for him. Because if he's got that confidence, it translates into his game. What did it do? He goes and he wins a Masters. All right? How many guys, if what happened to him Saturday, which I do believe was unfair, and they piled on this guy, and he just stuck a fork in everybody on Sunday, like, you think you guys bother me? Watch this. And he kicked their butts. Good for him. No, if that's the thing about Patrick Reed, never bet against him. You don't have to like them. And other guys on tour, like, you know, like Shoffley and Griffin come out and they rip them all. The boys in the room are talking. Well, that's the difference. Hey, look where the get-along gang has gotten. But Jordan Spieth can't even make a cut anymore. I, I'm not taking yeah. anything away from his resume, but all the good times, right? Hey, I'm waiting for my friend. I'm not winning. I'm, the, I'm there to celebrate. Ricky Fowler, where have you been? Like, you know what I mean? This guy, this guy's a nobody right now. I can't believe the endorsements he gets in commercials. He's a guy can't even finish top, top 50. Like he barely <laughs> makes cut. No, honestly though, like that's yep. the thing. And people are calling on pa- Patrick Reed. I'm not saying Fowler's not a good golfer, but it's just perception and reality aren't the same. And Patrick Reed, he buries people. And the thing is, Brian, like a wrestling heel, he loves it. He hates these. He's like, I don't care what you think of me. I'm married. I got my wife's brother on the bag. I couldn't give a, I couldn't care less about you struggling with your golf game or opinions. I'm just going to go in there and murder you and get another paycheck. And he loves it that way. He feeds on people ripping him, which is a crazy thing. In today's society where everyone's so soft, it's amazing. Well, you know, we love the golf. You know, it's finally coming, Cam. I, uh, it's a like Christmas morning. I finally got the word. I've begged for this forever. You've had some, the luxury of doing something around here I have not been able to do, and I just have never, ever understood it. And they're going to have the top five betting. Finally, oh, yeah, it's, it's coming. It's finally coming to Vegas. I don't understand. Like, Vegas should have invented it. Like, we have top fives, top tens, top twenties. They have everything. Why wouldn't you have a top five bet? Like, that's the thing. And I'm glad, Brian, that you've been – I know you've been uh, – talking about this for a long time and i'm glad somebody's finally listening it should have been there before but one person wins the golf tournament one there's 165 guys there one guy wins you need top five betting that's the way it's going and i know they've embraced the live gambling and gotta hand it to the uh the dfs sites golf's the best sport for dfs starting on a thursday and ending on a sunday four days it's perfect it just sets up for betting and it sets up for dfs it's fantastic but you said it man top five betting's great one guy wins brian you want to get a piece of the pie love it that it's finally there All right, Cam Stewart, he is flat-out awesome. We love everything about our buddy Cam, and he's all over the network. It's Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network, lunchtime with the line makers. Having good fun. Hour number two, Chuck Esposito is going to join us, and Mark Lawrence from Playbook.com. Coming back to Las Vegas in a moment, inviting you to keep it right here on Sirius Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, that's our number one, basically... In the cookie jar for Sportsbook Radio from Las Vegas on the Sports Good Radio Network and Sirius Channel 204. I'm just trying to picture Chris Bavona 
back in New York, you know, putting this whole thing together. And Cam Stewart is unbelievable. It's funny, Chris. I moved here in 2005, and literally it was at the odds-making firm, Las Vegas Sports Consultant, and I was only here a week to 10 days. And Cam and Gabe Marinci started a thing on Sirius on the Hardcore Sports Radio Network, and I was here two weeks, did a segment with them. That segment turned into three years of doing hits every day. And this is like our 15th year anniversary. Cam is, if only we could get him to loosen up, Chris. You know, I mean, he's such an introvert. <laughs> oh, yeah, such an introvert there. Hey, you know there, uh, the, uh, Brian there, I got I, I to gotta make sure that I uh, get down to the uh, bars whenever they, whenever they finally open up there. You know, uh, I, <laughs> I can't wait to get back to, to betting the ponies there. Oh, my God. Well, the, the last time he was out here, we're sitting here, and I made a bet on a hockey game, and I had the first period over one and a half or something. And Cam strikes up a conversation with some perfect stranger, and there's like a minute and a half left of the period, and I'm sweating this bet out. And Cam's just yapping and yapping away with this guy, and the guy's like, "What? Why are you so intense? It's only the first period." I go, "Cause there's a minute left in my bet." And uh, I mean, Cam, you you've never met a human being like this guy. He is in constant, constant go mode. It's amazing. He's got the metabolism of a thoroughbred. <laughs> you know something? I was just trying to do an impression of Cam, and all of a sudden I'm no. hearing myself. I'm literally sound like one of the, uh, the 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 super fans, you know? You know, the Bears. That's I'm like all of a sudden Cam Stewart. I didn't realize Cam was such a big Chicago fan. No, he's a he's a Seahawks and and uh, what, I think a Maple Leafs fan. No, I think that he's all over the map. He is a Seahawks fan. Yeah, he is. But we, uh, you know, great stuff. Thank you, Cam. That was a treat. It's always a treat to do stuff with him. Hour number two. Chuck Esposito, Mark Lawrence, Playbook.com. More great information coming to you from Las Vegas. We invite you to keep it right here. Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius Channel 204.